Welcome into the PFF NFL Daily. Today discussing J.J. Watt. He's been released by the Houston Texans. Where should he land? Who should pick him up? And how should they use him? It's all brought to you by DraftKings. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code PFF when you sign up to hammer the over on Sunday night's basketball game when L.A. takes on Denver. For every 1,000 people that bet the over in Sunday's game, the line will decrease by one point. Yes, this is your chance to improve the odds of the overhitting, so tell your friends and family this is a team effort. Hammer the over and improve your odds of doubling your money. That's promo code PFF for a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, Michigan, or Virginia only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT or in Virginia, call 888-532-3500. All right, Sam, J.J. Watt hits the open market, leaving the Houston Texans after a Hall of Fame-worthy career. What does he still have left? Where should he go? How should they use him? Let's start by discussing J.J. Watt as a player. What does he still have left, man? Yeah, um, we should probably start with people are like, oh, same old Texans. Look at them continuing to implode and blow things up and blah, blah, blah. I don't think this is crazy. Um I think uh, Bomani Jones from ESPN couched it in much more uh, much more harsh terms than I would. But he was like, "Look, this is a guy coming off a five sack season who's on a fortune. Like this, was, he was getting cut, whether he asked for his release or not. I don't know if I would go that far, but I would think the second he did ask for his release, if you're in that building, you look at this and say, "Yeah, you know what? That kind of makes some sense." Fair they enough. They were also doing him a solid. They said, yeah. you know, that you put him out there in free agency, and you right. see this at times with veterans, like, "Hey, go pick your spot, right? Sure. You've earned it. Go pick your spot." But Bomani's point was like, guys coming off a five sack season and is on a fortune, like they were going to get rid of him, whatever. I don't know that that's true, but I think the point is, he's no longer this untouchable pillar of the franchise the way he used to be he is declining or at least coming out of that season you would look at his performance and say he is declining the five sacks thing maybe that's not the way to look at it but 45 total pressures is massively down on the season before more importantly his pff pass rushing grade is massively down on the season before uh 2019 that grade was 88.9 before he got hurt 2020 76.7 which is the lowest he's ever posted in a season since his rookie year Um, so I think you can look at J.J. Watt last year and say yeah this guy is a declining force Um, so it makes some sense that he's available now that being said I really like what he can still do as an interior player the dude started his career inside moved outside to a hundred percent edge rusher move him back inside that is where you mitigate the fact that he's older a little bit slower not quite as explosive as he used to be put him back inside let him beat the crap out of guards for speed and quickness and boom explosive dynamic playmaking jj watt is back i have the numbers to back you up i did a whole twitter thread on this the other day love it when that happens and most numbers back you up so there's a little caveat to this whole thing right so last year the last two years when rushing from the defensive interior and we're saying this is in between the tackles He actually has the number four pass rush grade in the NFL when rushing in between the tackles, 90.1 on 212 rushes. So they did it about 200 times. On the edge, the last couple of years, he's 25th in a pass rush grade, 78.1. So the numbers would suggest he is more effective on the interior, both just from a down-to-down standpoint, but also against his peers. That is just as a pass rusher, though. The problem is when you go to the run game, and those numbers flip. He is an outstanding run defender on the edge still. 
because you mentioned the quickness, right? Like he used to have high level everything. He's still too quick for guards. He's always too quick for guards as a pass rusher. He's too quick for tackles and too strong for tight ends in the run game. And that's where that works on the edge. The problem on the defensive interior is he just doesn't hold up. You don't make him a defensive tackle. Like he's not going to go play Aaron Donald an Aaron Donald Do you care, every down. Though, that he can't defend the run? Or no, but at the moment? you just, you just have to be careful about his usage, right? Because, look, is he injury prone? I, I don't know how you even measure that now because he's one of only two def- defensive linemen to play over 1,000 snaps last year. Yeah. Going into last year, you'd say, man, he played 150, 200, then 1,000, <laughs> and then 500. Uh, three out of the last four years, he's been hurt. Now he's coming off another 1,000-snap season. So it would be tempting to say – Every down player, here's where he is. But I think his best fit is that Michael Bennett role, edge early, rush on the interior, and maybe fewer than 1,000 snaps to save him a little bit. Yes, I can see an argument for that, that he becomes a Michael Bennett-style player. I would also love to just move him back inside. Yeah, his run defense wasn't great inside the last couple of years. On the other hand, he like he barely played there. Like I, I don't think we've reached a point where J.J. Watt cannot defend the run. I think we've reached a point where J.J. Watt isn't masked to play the run much anymore, so why would he? From an interior alignment, right? If you move him inside full-time and say, hey, you're not playing a 1,000 snaps anymore, you're going to play 750, let's save yourself a little bit, but actually play every down when you're out there. Let's you know concentrate on what we're doing here. I think you get a more explosive interior pass rusher, and I think you get a guy that does hold up against the run, particularly... When you're not, it's not like you're asking him to two gap. You're either way, he's penetrating one gap and causing some problems. So I think the run thing fixes itself if you put him back inside 100% anyway. I think his best fit's still that like five tech though, early down guy. So I'd still think you'd want to team. Not that three four four three matters a ton anymore, but teams still base out of one of those systems. And we're talking if we're talking early down run, I'd still rather him head up on a tackle than getting beat up by guards and tackles you know when they run power at him or something like that so it's not again i don't think he's i don't think he's playing three tech over the guard the entire time on the interior i'd put him there you would yeah well you're a little crazy all right so absolute worst case scenario he's bad against the run there and is very good against the pass at which point i'm happy anyway so best case scenario he's fine against the run and he's still you know we we always we diminish the value of the run game here but the the value is what yep don't care but the value is defending the run with fewer players yeah and he's hanging out to dry a little bit there on the interior all right so so where are the best fits where do we want to see him go well he wants to go to green bay right because wisconsin boy gets to go home and that's a good fit sure that's not bad they need him yep they'll use him what about tampa bay super bowl champs uh-huh, yeah. Load up with the Brady uh, Super Bowl bus again. That makes some sense. I want to see him in Cleveland. I want to see him uh, yeah. in the Sheldon Richardson role, Next, you know, replace what Larry Ogunjobi hasn't been able to do for the last couple of years. Next Put him to next Miles to Garrett. Can you imagine those two yes. combined next to each other as a, a duo, you know, running those Justin Smith, Alden Smith stunts where one guy opens it up for the other? That would be very tough to stop. The, this is very tempting across the board here because – we have not seen the, the, the two most dominant NFL uh, defensive players of the last decade are Aaron Donald and J.J. Watt. So now that Watt is a free agent, you can do this like fantasy pairing type of deal. What if he was on the Rams? What if they did go to the Rams and paired him with Aaron Donald? That would be fun. And Jalen Ramsey on the same It's interesting, the right? Defense. The, the PFF grades favor, even in the three-year stretch where Watt was at his best, they favor Donald, like a three-year stretch of Donald. But... 
J.J. Watt's statistics, his numbers, just the, the sheer volume of plays he made outstrips what Donald has been able to do. J.J. Watt one year had 119 total pressures, which is still the record. It's still more than we've ever seen. Only two guys have ever topped 100, Watt and Donald. And like J.J. Watt's 10 clear. It's, I mean, that is a nuts number. Plus, you combine that with 61 stomps that season, four forced fumbles, a bunch of batted passes, like just the, the number of plays he was making, even if Donald's grade is a little bit higher. I haven't even d- dived into why, but presumably because he was a little bit more consistent with the negatives. Um, just the number of plays he made those seasons was crazy. Yeah, Wad made it easy for us. There's a lot of times we have to explain our grades and say, look, this guy graded well because he disrupted things you couldn't see, things you couldn't count. He did really well. Watt was awesome at all the counting stuff as yeah. well, right? He made things a lot easier because you had specific stats to point to. Uh, another team I want to throw out there is the Seattle Seahawks. So they are in desperate need of pass rushers. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, half the league would be their best pass rusher anyway. Yep. He would clearly be their best pass rusher based off of last year. And I said Michael Bennett role. He did it in Seattle. Yeah. Maybe they would actually deploy him edge interior and, pl- and play that hybrid form. Yeah, that makes some sense. Uh, also, Minnesota Vikings. Uh, they just need defensive line help across the board, even with getting guys like Michael Pierce back from uh, opting out. Let's wrap it up with this. What about TJ Watt and the Pittsburgh Steelers? There's rumors about reuniting him with his brother. Would that fit schematically? I mean, it would fit. I'm just, just you play him at five tech there? Do they... The other teams we've mentioned have a need. The Steelers don't have a need. Now, it's not to say they couldn't accommodate him, but it would be a hell of a luxury signing. All right, final prediction. Where does J.J. Watt land? Uh, One of those teams we just mentioned. One of those. I would say the Packers. I think he wants to go there. I like the Browns. I I like that one. Browns? The moment I first first thought of it, so I'm sticking with it. Browns next to Miles Garrett. Bingo, bingo. All right. Bottom line, go check out my Twitter thread, PFF underscore Steve. I break down J.J. Watt, what he brings to the table as an interior pass rusher, some of the positives and negatives in the run game, and we'll see where he lands. Let us know. Where do you think J.J. Watt is going to go? It's PFF NFL Daily.